Hello and welcome back to 40 Minute Mentor, where you can get pocket-sized mentorship every single week. Firstly, I really hope you're all enjoying the holiday so far and you're getting the opportunity to rest, recharge and spend quality time with your loved ones. Today, we have a very special episode as we look back on the last 12 months of 40 Minute Mentor. Joining us to reflect on the past year, we have some of our team from JBM, our sponsors Alchemist, and our very own 40-Minute Mentor Ambassadors, who will be sharing their favorite episodes with you from the past year. It's been a jam-packed 12 months with tons of mentorship from our 40-Minute Mentors, so we loved hearing some of the standout episodes that everybody is going to share with you today. Each nomination will be followed by a short clip from the episode. And as always, you'll be able to find the links to the full episode in the show notes. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this special best of 2022 40-minute mental episode. My favorite 40-minute mentor episode of 2022 was with Amali de because I find it so inspirational to see what's possible when people chase what's most important to them in their lives, in their careers, and follow their values. Her nonlinear career was founded on being connected to her work and chasing creativity, which has seen her achieve incredible things. And I just truly believe that that's how to do it. So it's great to see those success stories when people do. Carly Cole of Alchemist here. My favourite 40-minute mentor episode was Embracing a Non-Linear Career from Shoe Design to Tackling Climate Change. I really like this episode because of her data-driven insights into how equity-based investment can help tackle climate change and how we would all benefit from understanding the data on climate change. I think it's almost recognizing what it is that you're good at as far as, you know, what you enjoy doing. How do you want to spend your day? Joining a new company is like buying a new pair of trainers or buying a new pair of shoes, right? It's got to be the right fit, right? And you can do a little bit of wearing in. But if it's a bad pair of shoes, it's a bad pair of shoes. You don't keep walking in them over time and just, you know, try and ruin your feet kind of thing. We have this incredible growth environment, this incredible growing industry, and yet people aren't being part of that and women aren't being part of that. Half of the population is not being part of that because of social sort of constructs. And that for me just felt deeply unfair. My favourite episode of 2022 was the one with Dan Garrett from Farewell. It's really hard to talk about death, let alone think about it, let alone have an engaging podcast around it. Thanks so much for an engaging podcast. Really enjoyed and learned a lot from it. Thanks, guys. I remember after closing our seed round, me and Tom, my co-founder, going to the cash point and putting in our company card and checking the balance, <laughs> checking the balance on this on a cash machine and looking at it. We were like, oh my God, how have we managed to do this? This is the biggest consumer industry that's been untouched, not just by technology, but by any kind of customer centricity. And it isn't because it's macroeconomically impossible. It's a kind of $100 billion market. It's not because it's technologically unfeasible, as we've shown. It's because there is this kind of fundamental human aversion to talking about and dealing with death. I do really believe that the point of life is to discover, you know, innately what it is that you should be doing with your time and lean into that in every way you possibly can. Hello, it's Emma here of Alchemist. 
My favourite 40-minute mentor episode of 2022 discusses the future of flexible work with founder Molly Johnson of Flexa. The way it delves into Molly's journey from adversity to success is inspirational. What Molly has realised with Flexa had been the dream of many. Ultimately, that of offering job seekers roles with guaranteed flexibility to fit work around life, family and even pets. Flexibility is now a spectrum. It goes from the minimum of like one to two days a week from home and a bit of flexibility on hours all the way to the maximum of you don't have to work in a set place, work set hours, you can do whatever you want just as long to get your work done, you know. That's 60 to 100 on our scale. And we check with employees whether that's actually the case. I think that's been the biggest shift in the candidate market is that people care just as much about how they work as what they do. So if you think about now how people look for roles, it used to be that if you were a product manager, you'd just apply to all the product manager roles that sat within the right salary range and had the right kind of level of experience for you. Now, a hybrid product manager role, a fully remote product manager role and an in-office product manager role are three different jobs. And people won't apply to all three. They will apply to one. It was impossible for me to only pick one favourite episode of the last year of 40-Minute Mentor. So I'm slightly cheating, but the two episodes are related. My two favourite episodes of 2022 are the episode with Rachel Chumazi Corson from Afrocentrics and James Lowe from MANA. And the reason I picked those two is because they were both very candid episodes and I really appreciated how honest and candid both Rachel and James were with us on the podcast and their honest reflections on the life of a founder and the many challenges that they face and how they've overcome them, but also the harsh realities of raising funding and what it was like for them to navigate the VC industry as founders. So really recommend these two episodes if you haven't listened to them yet. Fundraising has been like stumbling through the dark with like a tiny little flashlight where it's flickering and the battery's about to die. What I would say is have your materials solid, know your stuff inside out, do your research, make sure you've got a good pitch deck with a good outline, you sent it to people, you've since checked it. The next thing is practice your pitch again and again. Make sure you've got your elevator pitch ready. Make sure you've got your half hour pitch with Q&A ready. Just make sure you practice. Take every opportunity you can. And engage in self-care. I'm just going to leave it at three. And when I say self-care, I mean every aspect. Think about, I like the acronym SPICES. (laughs) So you think about the spiritual, the physical, the intellectual, the creative, the emotional, and the social. Instead of trying to look for the biggest name investors and try to build what they want, I would reverse that and go optimize for the quickest nose you could get, right? It's an industry that's incentivized to, for lack of a better term, F over founders, right? Because their their entire financial structure is to basically optimize for the small number of wins instead of the the long tail and helping them succeed, right? And so it really is to F over most of the founders and hope that one or two of them become successful and double down on them. That's the real financial structure. But who then say to every founder, they're founders first, which I don't believe they can be, even if they try to. Hello, I am Tom Jewell, COO of People and Culture Experts Unleashed. 
it was hard to decide my favourite episode out of many excellent 40-minute mentor episodes this past year. The one that really did stand out actually was the live recording on purpose versus profit a couple of months back. For me, just such a key topic at the moment as talent looks to work for businesses that have a really positive impact on the world and businesses look to find ways that they can both make profit but also genuinely have a a, a social impact. And what I loved about the podcast in particular was having a VC on there, Emma from Ascension, as well as some founders, some operators in the space, and really kind of hearing how the decision making really works in these types of businesses, that really when you are then in the most difficult moments asked to choose between purpose and profit, how you allow that purpose side to to lead and really how that can rule and really how they can work in synchronicity when they're at their best. So for me, just great to hear a conversation with some awesome people about a topic which is is current right now and and soon to become even hotter over the next years, no doubt. I think there are lots of really common challenges, whether you're purpose-driven, whether you're a for-profit or a not-for-profit. But I think it's almost the, the impact part is the bit which you just need to rethink you need to reframe because you can't go to the more traditional impact metrics. I think the one thing we see a lot is founders come and they haven't really thought about like the type of capital that they need to scale their business and actually like the scale plans that they want for the business. So if you take a, a social enterprise, not for profit or for profit, that that you know is very community driven, doesn't necessarily want to scale globally. You don't need venture capital. Like venture capital is expensive. You give up, you know, a lot of equity and you have loads of expectations for really fast growth and it can actually be detrimental. It was a huge amount of money. It was, you know, two million pounds just to sign the deal and it probably would have been worth, you know, five or six million pounds a year in terms of, you know, but it was, it was my, essentially it was microwave dinners. It was ready meals prepared, you know, and we stopped and realized where it was going. And I said, Joe, like, this goes against everything that we're trying to do on the, on the food side, which was encouraging people to cook from scratch using whole foods and fresh ingredients. So, you know, they're hard decisions to make, but actually it wasn't a hard decision to make. Yeah. It was a really easy decision in the end. And we went away and we said, okay, that wasn't right, but is there a partnership for us in the food space that feels more in line? My favorite 40-minute mental episode in 2022 is with Job van der Voort, CEO and founder of Remote.com, because I really enjoyed the advice he gave on building a culture, and I loved his first value on which he built his business, which is kindness, saying that it is unnecessary to be unkind and a waste of time. Nowadays, we know that remote organizations work. like It's a thing. It's a thing that exists, and there's a lot of proofing points of that. But back then it wasn't normal at all. And actually we didn't know the limits either. We didn't know whether this could scale, whether this could work out. The most crucial bit in in a distributed organization is that you want people to form a bond with their colleagues. And so in the beginning you should create, and as an ongoing as well, but you should create many opportunities for them to connect with their new colleagues, both inside of their team, but it will be easy because they'll be spending time with them anyway, but in particular outside of the team. So they feel like they have an understanding of other parts of the organization, of other people elsewhere in the organization, what they do and why that is important, how they view the organization, and just to you know get them to socialize a little bit. 
Hi there, it's Tomos here from Alchemist, and my favourite episode of 40 Minute Mentor was Tani Gray's episode. And the bit that stayed with me was her talking about how much failure was part of high performance. And she even specifically said the thing that made her good was not winning all the time. And even though she had all these gold medals, silver, bronze medals, 30 world records, she lost more races than she won. And that's the bit that people don't see about her career. So I think that's a really interesting thing that stayed with me about high performances. High performance doesn't mean winning all the time. It means doing all the time and practicing all the time and focusing and getting better all the time. And I think we talk about that less. So yeah, thanks 40 Minute Mentor. Oh yeah, and I wrote a longer article about this if you'd like to read it. I've had so many failures in sport and in work. So actually, in the whole of my career, from the beginning to the end in sport, I lost more races than I won. But people look at the medals and make sort of big assumptions. So we did loads and loads of road racing where we were competing in open categories. And so I think people like to look at the medals, but don't necessarily look at, at the other side of it. But the thing that made me good was not winning all the time. That actually drove me to be better at what I did. It's not hard to be motivated when you're competing at Olympics or Paralympics. So I did five Paralympics, but we also had demonstration races at four Olympics and I competed in Sydney the same night that Kathy Freeman ran. You know, I mean, it's it's not hard to be motivated by that in front of 100, whatever, 1,000 people. When you're day in, day out, slogging your guts out on the road or you're going to the gym and you're just lifting more of the same, that's really boring, you know, but you've got to remind yourself what the end goal is. And the end goal is that competing on the start line at a big event. So you've, you've just got to crack on with it. And last but not least, my personal favourite episode of the year was my conversation with Dame Jessica Ennis-Hill. Jess is not only a gold-winning Olympian, but she's also CEO and co-founder of a femtech business called Genis that we've had the huge pleasure of partnering with this year. Jess is one of the loveliest people that I've had meeting on the podcast. She's so down to earth despite all of her incredible accolades. And we had a fantastic conversation. So I really hope you enjoy this little snippet. And I'd never experienced an Olympic Games before. It was my first Olympic Games. So I had no idea of to, you know, how different it was to World Championships because of its status of the Olympics and how much it kind of captured everyone's attention and then the fact that it was at home in our country in London that just added another layer of pressure and I just remember feeling just yeah kind of a bit overwhelmed just you know seeing all these ad campaigns and everyone talking about me as the you know the the golden girl of the you know hopefully the golden girl of the Olympics and the poster girl and I was just kind of like, well, this is my first Olympics. Like, I'm not, I hope that I'll win a gold medal, but I'm not sure how it's all going to unfold yet. So it was, yeah, it was a massive learning curve. It was strange because you're going from one phase of your life where, you know, you've lived a certain way. Like for me, sport was my whole life. So it wasn't just turning up to training and competing. It was the way I ate, the way I slept, the way I recovered, like everything. And then all of a sudden that, basically just stopped. Our big mission is to help educate more as many women as possible to understand their body. So body literacy really in tune, you know, become really in tune with how their body changes hormonally. Because I think the more we've delved into this area is that bigger realization that so much out there and around how we move as individuals is created around a male 
physiological kind of makeup and not females. And that's something that's really important. And that's all from us today. We would love to know what your favorite episode is of the past year. So please do feel free to share with us on info at jbmc.co.uk. And if you have any suggestions for our next series or would like to become one of our very own 40 Minute Mental Ambassadors yourself, then please do get in touch with Hannah at jbmc.co.uk. Thanks so much as always for your ongoing support. And if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. It really makes a difference. Enjoy the rest of your holiday and have a fantastic start to 2023. We'll see you again next week for our Series 8 Roundup, focusing on a very topical issue, navigating the economic downturn and investing in this climate. You won't want to miss it. See you then.